tonight we're going to do something that's going to change the power dynamic in the world of professional wrestling podcasts. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't want to go along with another one of your bits. Nah, baby, it's me. I've come over from NBA Replay, and I'm here to talk about good, good wrestling. <laughs> oh, by the way, Blake, I know I'm not really your boss, but you're getting a promotion. That's legally binding. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, also, um, also, fuck, this is the first ever podcast sponsored by Papa John's. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm a wasted talent used to introduce a basketball star, Scotty Moore. Uh, I, uh, am... Getting past my prime, Blake Tanner. I'm back from Britain with an axe to grind. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, like... Okay, let's just quickly run through WWE, because clearly AEW is what we want to talk about. Um, Didn't watch SmackDown. To me, it felt like one of the old... I I know, right? It was a week. But there there was the Bailey rematch. I know. That was the only thing on that show from what I've seen. It was like the old Raws where they'd be like John Cena versus Shawn Michaels in an Iron Man match. Well, this is just the fucking show now, I guess. The For what I heard, it made it fucking worth watching. I'll talk about it a little bit more yeah, later. Yeah. So that happened, and then outside of that, Roman and Jay are now kind of... They're cooling that off. Jay's now just fully aligned, and hopefully we're getting Daniel Bryan versus Roman, which... Fuck yeah, because Roman's the most despicable heel they've had in a fucking while, and to have him against just the purest baby that pure, uncut baby face of Daniel Bryan. I need a little bit more Bryan in my veins. I've been jonesing for a while, so it's about fucking time. Can we get, like, a face version of the planet's champion? I just, I really need that in my life. I just... Yeah. No. It's also not, it's like the easiest heel to turn into a baby face because we all agree with it. You know who doesn't? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Uh, But you know what? He's in the loser camp now. By the way, uh, has the SmackDown women's team been announced? Um, It's Ruby Riot. I think it's just Ruby and Bianca are the only two announced right now. Which is weird, because literally every other team is, like, fully fucking fleshed out. Although, to be fair, given what's happening with the Raw women's team, I could understand SmackDown being like, maybe if we don't tell them they're on the team, they won't just beat the shit out of each other and keep putting each other through tables. Wait, what's the SmackDown men's team? SmackDown men's team is... Owens, Jay, uh... King... Seth Rollins, one TVD, and King fucking Corbin. That was my favorite part of uh, AJ Styles has really come into his own because he's now just a comedy character as being the captain of Team Raw. Or Or the skipper if you're listening to Matt Riddle. Yeah, like last last week, best line of all of Raw was AJ drop kicked Keith Lee out of the ring after they all started doing infighting, and he just went, "Why don't you all get along?" Wow! 
Like Tommy <laughs> Dreamer <laughs> discovering that fucking dead body. Wow! <laughs> um, also, uh, for the SmackDown's women's team, we do have uh, Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair announced. Uh, that's all they fucking need at this point, dude. That is all they need. I'm like, you're already so many steps above the Raw women's no, team? No, because the Raw women's team has Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And Shayna Baszler's worth at least three people. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it's eight people versus two. It's <laughs> no, no, no. Rough. No, no, no. The other, the other, three of the members of Team Raw are negative entries. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Nia Jax is, is negative just on the fact that she's going to hurt somebody or herself. Yeah. Um, and then... You know what? Actually, no. I'll count Dana Brooke as a person. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, it would have been worse if it was like Dana Brooke, probably like three fifths of a person on that team. Um, no, but no. Going back to AJ's promo, he was trying to get Team Raw to like gel, and he was like, "You guys need to understand who we're fighting against. You've seen what Jay Uso's been capable of. Kevin Owens, he's absolutely vicious in the ring." And then there's King Corbin. <laughs> like, he tried so hard to put over King Corbin, but you can tell it's he like, was like, I know who I'm about to try to intimidate you guys with, and it won't work. And then there's King Corbin. And- Listen, can we just focus on the other guys, please? <laughs> I don't... Look, he's just... A, I know he's a, the fucking wet fart of wrestling right now, but God... He's gonna be there. Every team needs one. Ours is Seamus. Anyways, moving on. No, uh, so two two things. Uh, one, despite the fact that he is a horrible person, Matt Riddle actually did have the best segment of Raw because that shit I'm, with that shit with he fucking you know popped me. Rad nicknames. <laughs> he just goes through it, and you, the best part is he gets he calls Seamus Fireface, and everybody else is trying so hard not to double over laughing. The worst yeah. part of it though is is when they pan to Riddle, fucking Keith Lee is in the background, and he is holding it together the least. <laughs> <laughs> Keith fucking Lee would be the guy. Keith Lee, you could just see him be like, "Oh my!" You could. He was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> But um, Keith Keith's nickname was my favorite because he walked over and never have I wanted Matt Riddle to team with anybody, but I would team him with Keith Lee if we got to say their team name was Bro Lee because he said that shit and you saw Keith's fucking anime eyes light up and go fuck yeah that's sick hell yeah hell yeah dude. But uh, th- the second thing is I've n- never wanted a tag team more in WWE than I want fucking McIntyre and, Sh- and Sheamus to team oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because they, they were having that, like, good buddy-buddy thing, and I was like, I know you're gonna turn Sheamus on McIntyre, but can you just have the two of them team up instead? Like, like can I just have one? They already have a good catchphrase, which was, like, kicking heads and drinking kegs. Fuck! You got it! It's oh. right there! Just <laughs> team them up! Just have it, uh, just, like, make it the anti-Cesaro Seamus. Make it the anti-Bar, where they just already start off as friends. And then we can degenerate it from there. But, like, let's yeah. just... The anti-Bar. Yeah. Uh, well, the bar's just where they meet now. Uh, also in Raw News, apparently Braun Strowman's a babyface now. 
I don't know how Raw works because they're like, well, Bray and Braun are baby faces now. I'm like, but Nikki's actively campaigning against one of your top baby faces, then trying to steal Alexa back. And and also, every segment your baby face and Alexa is in is mildly horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, uh, somewhat extremely disturbing, some would yeah. say, which I'm behind it personally. But that does not a baby face make. <laughs> yeah. You cannot look at Alexa Bliss's currently crazy ass and call that baby face. <laughs> baby face. I, I, unless she spat out blood, dude. <laughs> Brace said, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, unless you count the fact that she acts like a baby, she's not a baby face. Again, extremely uncomfortable to watch. It is so. <laughs> yes. We need to go on a play date, Nikki. Nah, the fuck you don't. No, you don't. Don't you dare. Listen here. Alexa, miss me with that Lolita shit. We gotta go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, also in news, uh, Retribution finally won a fucking match, and I couldn't be prouder, because it was actually a good match, because you can't put M- Mustafa Ali and Ricochet in a ring and expect bad shit to happen unless the hurt business is there. So, like, Are you going to get into uh, a little bit more about Ali now? Uh, that's called a segue. Hold on, I, I, right I, there, I need Blake to put Tanner. over the fact that he used the Koji clutch. I really do. The wrestler in me. Yes, I, 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 I didn't even thing. see it, but I read that in the results, and I popped. And I was just like, "Finally, I haven't seen that move in a hot minute." Yes, it's so it's so yeah. brutal looking, yet so safe. <laughs> yeah. I described it like it's very good for like a slimy heel like what Ali's being because it's like a fucking anaconda wrapping its limbs around you and choking you like it's vicious so it works to the gimmick as well so it's not but yeah Blake um they asked Mustafa Ali hey bud why have you never told commentary before retribution how to pronounce your name and he goes well I know who runs this company, and I was afraid. I was afraid to speak up. I was afraid to let my voice be known, or else I was afraid they were going to take my name away, which they did anyways, because they said it was hard to pronounce. <laughs> but now it's back. They're like, no, Mustafa is not hard. Like, it's it's a change. It is definitely a change, but now that I know, I'm like, yeah, Mustafa. And apparently someone who probably voted for the orange man, messaged Tom Phillips and said, Tom, why are you pronouncing it Mustafa? You know it's pronounced Mustafa. Why are you doing this? And he was like, well, that's what he expressed to me, and I wanted to respect his wishes. I'm like, very good, bud. Oh, look at that. Actual tolerance and acceptance in my wrestling? (laughs) No, (laughs) sir. Maybe we, uh... I'm pretty sure, wasn't Mustafa the name of that dictator in Egypt that got murdered? No. Uh, um, no, the, uh... Me, I'm look, it, uh, wasn't it, um, Simba's dad? <laughs> I wasn't that, uh... It, oh shit, I didn't know this, Must, uh, Mustafa means the chosen one. That's fucking badass. Uh, unless it was, unless you're thinking the uh, uh, the former Libyan dictator uh, Gaddafi, Mustafa Gaddafi, Mumar. M- ah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
Wow, did not expect to get into dictator talk on this week's episode, but we did. Oh, not, if it's not, a, not if it wasn't a segue for Vince. No, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've yet to watch NXT, but uh, one thing has been spoiled for me, and it's the weirdest fucking decision of all time, but I get it. Uh, Leon Ruff is U.S. champion, or I'm sorry, um, North American champion now. Be weirder if he was U.S. champion. He beat Bobby Lashley. How? <laughs> when? Have you guys seen the? Cl- I haven't watched the clip yet because I'm trying to stay as like fresh as possible for the review. How strong was Johnny looking at the end? Was it a fucking uh, priest came in at the last minute and got the victory? So for him? here's what happened. He went for the his half of uh, meeting in the middle. Yep. Dude, dude dodged it, hit the sickest fucking crucifix bomb I have ever seen in my life. Like, just clean as fresh linen sheets. Yeah. And then that led to a three count. Shit. Um, so, uh, Priest was barely involved. Wow, okay. Yeah, Priest was just there. And, um... Okay. <laughs> So I have a I somebody expressed this and I, I back I have a theory about why this is happening, um, and the only way is that uh, this no one has screamed transitional champion harder than this man. <laughs> this man whose his, belt will not fit around his waist. No one has no one has screamed transitional champion harder. I don't know if he's transitioning. I really hope it's to, you know. Cameron Grimes! Thank you. Uh, or they may be going, and this is the theory that's what I was talking about. Um, I'm still calling them the brand. Um, may be going for their version of uh, UE's prophecy of gold. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, I hope you're ready for Pat McAfee, North American champion. (laughs) No, give it to Dunn, at least. I'm watching the clip. No, Dunn's going after the big one, man. Yeah. Dunn's their ringer. I do love... I would uh, be fine with that. I'm watching... Give me Pete Dunn versus Finn. I'm watching the segment right now, and I love that Johnny, in his newfound love of wheels, (laughs) brought out a weighted fucking wheel. Like, the most weighted wheel I've ever seen in my life. And Leon Ruff's name is on it in whiteout. Like, it is barely clipped on there. Alright, let... Yeah, I'm Johnny Wheelman now. You you really need to watch the, the clip of him going to William Regal afterwards. Oh! Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I just saw that crucifix pin. That was fucking smooth like it wasn't brutal but it was smooth as butter that was a buttery smooth one yeah but uh yeah no from what i understand those are the big big parts of the show i mean there's still the the women's feuds going on and the ghost ghost face ghost faced killer revealed herself i I was so mad my dream my dream didn't come true of ghost face nxt champion um, EO is facing Rhea at some point. I forget when. Uh, I think they announced it. it should be. I think it's soon. I think it's actually. I wouldn't doubt if it was running against Kenny Omega and John Moxley December second. Like it. It screams of yeah. This is when we should do this. 
right up against AEW's biggest uh, biggest title match in a very long time. They haven't put out the tickets for that show yet, by the way. I just wanted to let oh. you know. <laughs> yeah, I looked. I was like, how far is it to drive to Jacksonville? That's very far, but also it is Kenny Omega versus John Moxley too, which I guess we're talking about AEW now. I love the fact that Kenny is now saying, "What do you mean John Moxley beat me? John Moxley's never wrestled me in a wrestling match. What are you talking about?" He's full on just playing into the yeah, that match was unsanctioned, meaning that John Moxley has never pinned Kenny Omega. And I'm like, "Fuck!" That's so good. That's so good. You're technically correct. Yeah, the exactly. Best kind of correct. The best it is. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, Co- I need that shirt. Cody is now fully. Uh, I do love that. As I was looking up news articles, one of them said Cody claims that he will not use the Cody Rhodes name in pro wrestling. Tell that to the rest of the week wrestling Inc. Because Cody was like at the pay per view, full on Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Hit it! He hit it! He hit it hard! I mean, he gave it- he gave it the full treatment. Yeah. He gave it the John treatment. That full dapper yapper treatment. Do do you know who didn't- didn't give the full treatment? The entire rest of the segment that Cody was in. Hold on, hold on, we can't get into that one yet. That deserves a special spot on the show. Uh, but yeah, outside of that- Dynamite fucking ruled. Pac came back, and uh, we saw the Lucha Brothers murder each other. I, uh... Oh, also, um... Eddie Kingston was so slimy on commentary that in kayfabe, all of the people on commentary hate him, (laughs) including Excalibur. Excalibur snapped at him. You have to be such a special type of slimy to make... Kayfabe Excalibur just break. And this is so upset. Tony Tony Schiavone on commentary outwardly hated him. <laughs> it was a it was amazing. It was amazing. They it, they played it off so well, and I know it's not gonna end well for Kingston. Yeah. But like I'm just so happy that he's getting the opportunity. They uh I was I I rewatched just because I love him, I rewatched John Silver versus Brian Cage and PWG, and every everyone in the comments was talking because they were there just because like John Silver, AEW, and they're like, Wait, is that Excalibur? And then someone goes, Well, did you hear he said Tope Suicida? And someone was like, I hate that. And then they brought up the fact that i didn't realize how much of excalibur's commentary style has changed to fit television but then i remembered i haven't heard unbelievable in an insanely long time and it makes me upset i that's my favorite call that might rival mama mia in my favorite commentary (laughs) catchphrase of all time drop like so many bags of trash (laughs) Oh, that just made me realize how long it's been since I heard a good Mamma Mia. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, also, guess what, guys? We are not going to Vegas. <laughs> we didn't get the email. You didn't hear it? We didn't get the email. It told sorry, me to go to the, the email told me to go to the beach. I thought we were meeting at the beach. The, the email just told me to go to hell. <laughs> Wait. You got... Hold on. We gotta go. I do, I do like, I, I I am still very curious about the fact that the people that are currently against 
MGF are Sammy and only half of PNP. Yeah. Uh, San- only Ortiz, not Santana. Santana's like, I'm cool with this. It's whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hagar and and uh, fucking Wardlow openly ready to throw hands. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, it's gonna be glorious. I can't wait. If if Jake Hagar gets F10, I am. Oh God, I think I'll just donate five dollars to charity right then because there must like. By the way, he was on a Jericho's podcast. Big surprise, uh, John Cena didn't want to lose to him. Oh, no way, way. At this point, I'm now done with these stories. After Alex Riley went buck wild insane on John Cena, I'm like, look, yeah, John had a rough few years, but it's okay. We all know John used to suck. My favorite my favorite thing somebody pointed out was, he's like, you ever notice all the people that complain about that have no charisma? <laughs> Right? And it might be the fact that John Cena refused to drop the the strap to anyone he saw as inferior, which is a shitty thing to do, but through the magic of hindsight, he was technically correct. (laughs) What, you didn't enjoy that, uh, that Jack Swagger world heavyweight fucking championship run? I did enjoy his ECW championship run. I will admit the bits of that I saw... We're pretty good. I, he didn't have the the world championship for long enough. I feel for me to really like. Yeah, you know. for to hit. Who did he drop it to? Probably Randy Orton. Like I, I just, hate that it's just a thing where you're like, it was probably Orton. Yeah. Uh, in other news, AEW games are coming, and I was hoping that this could be what replaces WWE 2K19 for for uh, JWF shit. Mm-hmm. No, not they quite. Ain't there yet, but I am still very fucking. Ex- I'm excited for that. I'm very hyphy for the GM mode game they're coming out with for mobile. And then, in the most buckwild play of the entire presentation, they said, "All right, you're down for this GM mode, this thing that a lot of people have wanted to come back. You wanted No Mercy back. We're bringing back No Mercy. How are we going to top all this off?" Fucking a gambling game, I guess. Y- y'all like y'all like casinos. That is kind of like that is AEW shtick, though, because like that's one of their biggest. Uh, I-, I mean, so many of their fucking puns for their uh, pay per views are casino based. I get it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I-, I will. I will admit, and somebody else pointed this out that you know. That was cutscene footage, and like the game was far enough away that they might just tweak the the graphics, so yeah. it might look different. I don't mind it. Like I really like the slightly cartoony because it's not like they're bad models. Because like there are WWE 2K models where you'll look and go, "That's not fucking Peyton Royce." But even though it's uh, definitely a oh kid- the Renee, remember the Renee Young with fucking Medusa hair? Oh God. <laughs> But uh, even though it's like character a caricature, that's Kenny Omega. Like that's a very good Kenny and a very good Jericho. Also, by the way, we were wrong. Jack Swagger lost it to Rey Mysterio, who immediately got beat down by Kane, I believe, who won it from Rey. Oh, well, Rey already was- then? Yeah. Oh, it was money in the pay. Oh, why do I remember this time? It wasn't a good time, but I remember it quite clearly for some reason. 
<laughs> but yeah, the uh, the game's presentation was phenomenal. They really played into how fucking ridiculous it was by having Kitty go full Steve Jobs, then Aubrey interrupt, and then go full Steve Jobs herself, then Britt Baker, who was just there to be like, we got a shitty t-shirt if you want, you want that. <laughs> Did she say the word shitty? No, it, she. It, they promoted it so hard, and I was like, maybe they came up with a good logo for this shirt. No, it's just the AEW Games logo plastered on a shitty cotton shirt. Although that was my favorite bit. She goes, we have sent scientists all over the world, and they have come back with the... Uh, most comfortable material to assemble a t-shirt worthy of AEW games. It's called, um, cotton. <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. The, the, the lack of, lack of reverence they have for shit like this. Cause like, you know, like a WWE 2K thing would like be like, yeah, we're really, we're excited. Here's the big show. And this, they were just like, just taking the piss the whole time. And it was, yeah. it was glorious. Uh, going on to independent news and uh, New Japan news, the Rascals are apparently coming to WWE, which makes me sad because I love the Rascals, but also I loved 3.0, and I've seen whatever Rise have been up to there in NXT, and I don't trust them. I do not trust them to do good with yeah, the Oh, wait, Rascals. is that whoever Rise is? Yeah, that's fucking 3.0, dude. I Listen, I haven't seen... Or heard of 3.0 since they were Jabronis 1 and 2 uh, way back when facing off against against FTR on, like, oh, a that's takeover. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah, yeah, they, uh, they are ever- What are they up to these days? I haven't really paid attention. Pseudo, they've been in a pseudo-feud with Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, which is probably over now that Killian and uh, Drake are- I assume feuding with the kings of NXT? I don't know. Were they... What's their gimmick now, though? Uh, 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hold on! <laughs> God damn it! No, we made no. you guys wait four years to be yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now, uh, Dylan, would you like to rub our nose in the fact that even when you're wrong, you're fucking right? Because you called it down the line. Uh, in the first time in uh, New Japan history, well, since the introduction of the Tokyo Dome briefcase in 2013, uh, the briefcase holder has lost one of their defenses. In this case, their only defense when Kotobushi was uh, pinned by Jay White using the ropes. By the way, I don't know if you've ever seen a backslide where they just use the top rope. They didn't use yeah. the bottom or the middle. They just, they straight up put their feet on the top rope. Like, usually <laughs> you use the bottom one so the ref doesn't see. Yeah. <laughs> he, was wearing, he was wearing bright red, red like, tights, too. Yeah. Like, I had some questions after. But apparently it was a good match. But yeah, uh... Jay White, King Switchblade, the the skeeziest looking New Zealander you've ever seen in your life, is going one on one with Naito at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, but it's okay. Ibushi gets a match on the fourth. Jay White's match is on the fifth. I'm really hoping that Ibushi's match is for the IC title and Jay's for the world title, so I don't have to deal with this unified title bullshit. Um, from what I've read, uh, I hate to break this to you. 
it is going to be for the unified titles both nights is from what i've read like obviously things can change between now and then but that's what it's looking like why why it's the worst (laughs) it's the worst goddamn thing why even have both titles yeah, just make it. Why new are you belt? trying to get rid of the IC title? It's like this. It's literally is the second most prestigious title you have. Yeah, just make a new fucking belt. I know WWE did it, and we don't always like their decisions, but it makes it easier to walk to the fucking ring. Like the only cool thing anyone's ever done while having to hold two belts was John when he would have both of them, like, connected behind his head, and he would just wear them like the most extravagant scarf. He would just have them wrapped around his neck. I take that, I take that back. I don't know if you, uh, there, there are things to having, when you get, not two, but when you get three, when you get three, you can be like Zack Sabre Jr., where you wear all three of them around your fucking noodle <laughs> torso. Yeah. And then and you just smack him like one, two, three. Yeah. Or if you have uh, like Ultimo Dragon or Jushin Thunder Liger. No, Jushin Thunder Liger had the best because he had a bunch of uh he had a bunch of models carry them out like oh, ring girls when rips. he went to the ring for a show and uh oh Jushin Thunder Liger, major pimp, big dick energy <laughs> off of his nineties run. Really. Just you can feel it through time. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I can feel? All the love from our patrons at patreon.com slash load of BS. Please give us fucking money. For the love of God. I need it. Give me the money. We're just dropping all pretense now, huh? <laughs> but you get cool shit. I just released an episode of Wrestling History X about John Cena's United States title run, which let me go back and revisit just how fucking good of a storyline that was. <laughs> And uh, you can get that and access to our Discord where we hang out, watch wrestling, chat, do all sorts of shit. And you can get it at patreon.com slash load of BS. All right, Dylan, who are we? This is the first time Blake's ever not gone to piss during a Patreon plug. I'm very proud. Oh, no, there's a couple of times. We've, we've been we've been uh, getting through this one pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been we've been we've been, you know, just moving right along. You should uh, uh, you should you should. um Oh, you should tweet at uh, Liv Bates. She got her first win of the year on what on Tuesday. Aw. Oh, yeah. yeah. The lone librarian got a win before Peter Avalon. It's hilarious. I do like that Peter's finally getting to be Peter, pretty Peter Avalon again. PPA is attack. <laughs> so he's just he's just a nice little pimp. So what? Oh, snap wrestling. Liva finally got a win. I'm so proud. Yeah, there you go. But uh, no, you... Do you, have you been watching the clips off of Dark of Pretty Peter no, Evans? Not, not lately. Oh, oh, you need to. You need to. Wait, did you ever check out Max Caster like I told you to? No, I didn't. I meant to, but I never actually got to go in. Was it on that Dark? Like the not this week's, but the previous weeks? No, no, no. This past week, he had Max Caster just comes out every week and just just disses. Honestly, if my Babyface wasn't what it was. It was going to be the acclaimed because they're just, they're so good. Actually, no, they're my heels. They're my heels. Because, no, 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 no. They're so, they're so good at it. But oh, no, okay. I got to go with something else. Like they're just, first off, they call themselves the acclaimed, which I'm surprised has never been a team name, but it works so well. Yeah. All right. I've now got Max Caster pulled up for right after this. Luck, I do like that Dark now 
they're they're airing the full thing, but they're also splitting the matches up so I can just click onto one and I don't have to be like, oh, they've been, all oh, right, yeah. they've, been, they've been doing it for a while. Uh, so you I don't, don't have, have to, watch to be, an hour uh, and a half. yeah. So I don't have to be like, all right, time to watch Dark. Clear out my fucking Saturday and Sunday so I can get through this whole show. This four hour. It was only an hour and a half this week. That's oh. only. That's only because they had an extra hour on Friday. <laughs> I, I, well, a gift from the con. This yeah. time, this time around, Scotty, you're gonna have to clear your Saturday and Sunday out because we got a lot of shit to record this weekend. <laughs> Subscribe, motherfuckers. Anyways, uh, let's get into our heels. You guys gotta go first because I may have a mental breakdown during mine, and I need that to be closer to the end of the episode. Okay, I'll get mine out of the way first. Because if you do want to discuss it with me, and if we do want to have a fight, we can keep it small. Um, okay. Now, I, I, and I understand this is going to be a hot take. Um, hot taker, you could say. Hot taker. Because uh, as it was announced, this Survivor Series, the 30th anniversary of Undertaker's debut, they will be finally, officially, once and for all, having the Undertaker's farewell. And it just reminded me of how fucking weird the retirement culture in wrestling is. Because the... And I really don't know how to explain it. I I just always get annoyed when somebody says they're retiring. They have this wonderful angle. They retire and, like, this is the completion of their story. This is the only time you can see a story become complete in professional wrestling. And if you don't do it right, then you end up with an Undertaker situation. Because when Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker a few years ago at WrestleMania, we all thought that was it. Because it felt like that was going to be it. I didn't like it at the time, but I was like, okay, this is what they're going to do. They are going to retire Taker, send him out with a loss to Roman Reigns, that's going to build Roman up as the big guy in the company. And then Taker just kept coming back. And every single time he got worse. And it was like watching a dying dog that nobody would put out of their misery. And it Jesus. really hurt to watch one of these phenomenal wrestlers no. that I like have known for so long. And I don't know if he's going to have a match or if it's just going to be like an official ceremony where he's going to get to do some cool shit. And then be gone. I just don't. What I don't want to happen is that this is the Undertaker's farewell, and the next year at WrestleMania he comes back for his last goodbye. And as somebody on Reddit said, he'll be at the next Saudi Arabia show for his closing cheerio. Now, I firstly, I, initially, I thought you were just upset they were doing it, and I was like, Bud, thirtieth anniversary. Even if he had been retired five years ago, they still would have done this. No, I wouldn't have minded if it was just an anniversary thing. It's just yeah. like the connotation of is he still going to be wrestling or not is so, my thing. So you're so you're I not going to buy the five hundred dollar specially themed WWE championship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do you firstly, do you remember that time that Bray Wyatt stole his spooky powers? You remember that? You remember and that storyline? Right, fucking back. You remember how? You remember how how Bray Wyatt suffered for years? 
Remember how CM Punk fucking poured Paul Bear's ashes on him and then left the company? Yeah, no, um, like, <laughs> that I, wasn't I get... immediately after, though that would have been way funnier. <laughs> yeah. I've done all I need to do here. I poured ashes on The Undertaker. Um, well, Blake, you're forgetting, uh, this has to happen so we can have the return of Savio Vega. Why was that news? I'm sorry, like... It's, uh, if they were like, oh, Kane will show up. Okay, I get Savio. And I understand Taker and Savio are like close, but also real weird to announce that beforehand. But I, I feel like Taker is the least egregious because Taker's only had one pseudo retirement and it was the Roman thing. Blake, I'd like to remind you of a little man I like to call the Nature Boy Rick Boy Rick Flair. Flair. <laughs> I, I mean Flair is by far the worst offender of this. To be fair, yeah. Rick Flair did admit that had it not been for his divorce and the fact that he really needed the money, he wanted to stay retired that way. He called Shawn Michaels to ask if it was okay. Yeah. Um but he, yeah, it's just I get it because like wrestling is a drug in many ways, and Terry you just can't Funk s- is the worst offender. What the fuck yeah. are you people talking <laughs> Terry about? Funk. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Ter- yeah. Terry Terry Funk is, has retired and come out of retirement five times since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and the, the thing is, I also get it because this is a corny fucking business, and once you retire, you stop making money most of the time. And for me, I think, well, number one, if Taker had retired at WrestleMania 32, we would have never gotten that great outtake where Undertaker tells Triple H and Shawn Michaels to go fuck themselves and then Kane does a crotch job. So, like, that's one good thing. But also... Hold on to that memory forever. Yeah, if, if, if Taker had went out when Brock beat him, people would have been upset. If he had went out when Roman beat him, they would have been upset. We were upset. Do you remember? We were at that WrestleMania. I I was literally crying in a bathroom post-match. Um, but I, I, I would have been upset with the Roman Taker thing, but I would have understood it. Well, not what I'm saying is it it was an alright match. It was an a serviceable match they put on. It was not but serviceable, Taker, don't no, lie to yourself. Because <laughs> at some point, Taker stopped being able to put on serviceable matches, which is the problem! Which means, if he wants to go out on a high point, we have to do a cinematic match that everybody fucking adored in the Boneyard match, which... Uh, I understand Taker's one of those guys that's like, I want to go out probably on my back, but nah, motherfucker, just go into that graveyard and bury AJ Styles' dumbass in that dirt. Literally no, bury two like people out of the company. You do want to go out on a high, but you forget that there's always going to be a low, man. I think if he does wrestle at Survivor Series, my prediction, Fiend, and Fiend wins. That's my prediction, and that way he can still go off putting over the upcoming talent fiend gets a real bump not the i wrestled undertaker but lost bump and yeah that twice if he does it needs to be a cinematic match or it's not going to be satisfying i mean the best matches at wrestlemania this year were two cinematic matches featuring who the undertaker and bray wyatt (laughs) fucking two great tastes taste great together baby let's go 
Uh, just don't don't disappoint me again, WWE, because like I don't like Taker the person, but Taker the character is one of my all time favorites in WWE, and I need him to be treated well. I still can't get over that fucking picture of AJ dressed up as Biker Taker. <laughs> What's something that isn't racist but looks racist? racist. <laughs> uh, all right, Dylan, onto your heel. So, um. This basically with my baby face, so this this wouldn't have this this didn't go the way I was hoping. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got it. it. It pairs well with yours too. So women's wrestling at AEW still isn't great, and part of it is because Akaru Shida isn't on my TV set every week. Where the fuck is Shida? The most we've seen of Shida was in the AEW games release where it turns out you could do inter- intergender wrestling and Shida beat the fuck out of Kenny Omega. That's the most we've seen out of Shida. And I'm and I'm and I'm really I'm really sad. And I know like like I said it's a it's a give I can I can't give them much more time because as much as I am not the biggest fan in the world of women's wrestling not because of like just a like oh they're not as good it's it's just like it's one of those things you watch and you're like oh this isn't for me I understand why people watch it and there's times where I'm just like this is this is fucking amazing but like you know if I have the choice between one or the other um but yeah no I dude I can't sit here and say I I don't want Sheeta on my screen she's fantastic she's got natural fierce charisma and like I just I want her to have a platform to fuck shit up. I really do. I want her to start, like... She showed some fierceness on Sunday. I want her to continue that and just come out and maybe start beating the shit out of people with a kendo stick. I don't know, man. Just yeah. g- give her something. Because, yeah, because she's great. It's just the fact that, like, I have not been able to get behind so many of her title matches or defenses over the last year because they've just not given her any story or any build-up. Like, fuck, man. She's uh, one of my favorites, and, like, nothing. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you guys this time while I mentally process mine. Because my heel of the week is something that I'm still, yeah. still trying to just confront emotionally. But, uh, yeah, no, 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 that's, that was the one takeaway I had from the post, uh, post Full Gear Dynamite was... Hey, where the fuck Sheeta? Because Sheeta's not he. In fact, the only women's wrestling match on the show was shit. Who? Oh, it was uh, Ty Conte versus Red Velvet, and that was fine. They both do. They've got great women's wrestlers. Ty Conte has a sweet finisher. Oh it's, yeah, the it's, um it's the gory the, special it, into the yeah. Knee. It's like the I think. SCU has it's the SCU later, but she just does it one person, which honestly, yeah. And the other one, the other one works just because you know there's that added momentum of like you know the meeting, but hers just looks brutal. Yeah, and I'll, any any knee strike, any like dropping knee, and I guess it's because I'm a punk, Mark. Although, wait, this is technically also being akin to Mark, but the GTS is one of my favorite finishers. Because, like, just imagine falling, and then what breaks your fall? A knee to the face. Oh, you must love Wardlow. <laughs> Good boy. Love wait. that big, 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 big scary but, boy. Uh, Matter of fact, anytime a knee meets a face in wrestling, I'm happy. <laughs> the, uh... Knee to face. The, uh... 
don't know, that ongoing storyline with her and uh, Anna Jay, where like Anna Jay's like, yeah, use this chair. She's like, no, no, I got this, I got this. And she does, and Anna Jay's like, you didn't have to fucking do that shit. And it's like this, I think, I think, Anna, I think, uh, is gonna end up being like, one of their their higher baby faces. Yeah. It's like Abaddon's out of the ranking, so I don't know what the fuck happened, because I'm sad as fuck about it. So it's hard for me to get behind Teconte completely, because uh, she's the reason I don't have Abaddon. I wonder if it's because... Have they announced if she, it was only a temporary injury, what happened to her? Because if, it, if it's nope. a... They, 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 they haven't said anything. It's oh, like how you haven't really seen. It's like how you haven't seen Alex Reynolds wrestle since his injury. Yeah, like I, it's just uh, we're gonna. May, that may be why she's off the rankings because I know, like in a little behind the scenes booking in JWF, if a wrestler gets injured, I take them off the power rankings because I'm like, well, they ain't gonna wrestle, so I don't need them on here anymore. Which is why Dylan isn't on the power rankings currently. <laughs> Even though he's fucking been beaten once out of 16 matches. Never pinned or submitted either. Never pinned or submitted. Lost in a triple threat. Okay, fuck. Now I gotta do it. And I express this a lot in my reviews that I try my best to avoid spoilers because they kind of taint my my feelings on segments. And unfortunately, this segment got spoiled for me in the fact that it's a clusterfuck of an absolute thing that happened. And it is the Cody Rhodes segment, which was the most WWE bullshit AEW has ever put on. Cody comes out and says, we have decided not to challenge for a rematch against Darby Allen, which I'm like, why are you talking like a lawyer? Okay. And then he's like, but who I am going to fight is MJF, which gets a pop from the crowd. It's literally just a cheap pop because people want to see MJF get get pinned and beat down. So obviously being like, hey, I want to fight that motherfucker. Cheap, cheap pop right there. And then from behind him, a random ass woman who we've never seen on television before shows up. And uh, this is a ripped, random, a ripped as tall as Cody woman, (laughs) scary as fuck woman, attractive as hell. Yes. Yes. And so it is Jade Cargill. And this is the one thing I was happy was spoiled, because if it wasn't spoiled, I wouldn't know who Jade was. But everyone on Twitter was like, fuck yeah, Jade's here. Hell yeah. And then the segment kept going. Because Jade's not the best on the mic yet, so she's just like, I... I, I. It's, it's, it's also a, and I, I hate to use this excuse, it's also a, hey, have you ever, uh, have you ever had to talk for a full segment live version? No? Yeah, exactly. Baptism by fire, I guess, so I'm willing to give, <laughs> I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt on this. That's why I don't classify this as a complete clusterfuck, because if you would put, like, you know... Matt Hardy's wife on the microphone, and that had been like you knew what you were getting. But this one, you you gave somebody a chance. It wasn't the worst promo I've ever heard live on television. Yeah, she she made fun of uh made fun of Cody's dick. Said Cody had a little dick, which was very. It good. was. It, it just it just went it just it just went a little too long. It was a little too obtuse because they were teasing. So Cody Rhodes, Cody's yeah. Um 
My favorite was after she teased Cody's dick being small, it cut to the audience and someone was laughing, and I watched the What Culture review of AEW, and they go, apparently she's seen Cody's dick, so she knows it's small, and that woman in the audience knows she knows that it's it's small. How does she know that she's seen Cody Rhodes' dick? (laughs) But the whole segment was revolving around the fact that Cody called himself the giant killer once on television. And she's like, you're not a giant killer and you're not man enough to go by one name. And I'm like, he's done that for three fucking years. But my giant will go by one name. And I was sitting here like, okay, and this was already spoiled, but I'm trying to pretend if it wasn't, I would have said, oh, Fuck yeah, new giant guy coming in, maybe someone who they can actually build and not just quickly slide into the mid card. Like, I don't know why. He's not that big, but Mil Muerte from Lucia Underground came to mind. I'm like, fuck yeah, bring him in. Bring in any big uh, uh, Hammerstone, bring him in. And then (laughs) this fucking woman with a straight face says do you want to know who my giant is oh dear Shaq by the way I want you to know the pizza man Shaq I want you to know whenever uh, I now now picture this whole rivalry as like the beginning of uh, Nick Cannon's uh, Nick Carter's how I beat Shaq music video (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's just the grown-up like, version. Same blonde-haired kid, Shaq's there. That is one hundred percent what is happening. I want you to know <laughs> oh, is that's all. At the end, is it gonna turn? Is it gonna turn it out to be a dream? dream. It's Brandy comes I mean, in. I mean, we're, we're, we're all gonna hope it is. Does that count? Like, I get it. It's fun to bring in celebrities, AEW, but Cody's apparently trying to stay babyface, and you can't make Shaq a heel. You You can. He works for Papa John's. Hey! (laughs) Yeah, fuck people who work for Papa John's. They're absolute (laughs) assholes. I work for a franchisee! (laughs) You're racist adjacent. (laughs) But the rest of the board knew that was happening. That just doesn't happen once. (laughs) Fucking Blake's like my heel of the week is John Lasseter. Not John Lasseter, that's the Pixar man. John Shatler. John Shatler, the Papa John's man, is my heel of the week. It was just so buckwild. And then Brandy cut a good promo. But it was more funny than it was intense because brandy came out just not like everyone on everyone in twitter at once was like did she just say heifer what the fuck is brandy doing uh, there was no there was no hard r in that brandy brandy went brandy was so offended she went street for a moment and that was <laughs> i was watching that and i was just like this is this is great i do love how jade afterwards just gave her a slap on the ass as she walked away as like a show of dominance yeah. and i was just like that's not how that would work in men's wrestling <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just like, fuck. fuck. It's like John Cena in Boston is what it is. It's just like, this isn't, this isn't you. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, this, is, this is a different you all of a sudden. Uh, this is, uh, this is, this is uh, costume two. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that all happened. And then I'm like, okay, this segment has had a lot in it. Let's cut to commercial. Nah, fucking Brian Cage just shows up, beats the shit out of Cody. Ricky Starks tries to join him. Uh-oh, here comes Darby Allen to even the odds. Two on two, set up a tag team match for next week. And then Will Hobbs is like, I'm still on the roster. Why am I not in this yet? My favorite thing is that that is Ricky Starks running out from the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel. Not from the crowd yeah. with... With Brian K just kind of, and he's just kind of like, yeah, all right, let's go. <laughs> so that, so that, like, in pure Ricky Starks fashion. In kayfabe, that means Ricky was backstage already at like fucking, at, at the fucking food table. Just like, all right, and give me some Mac. Let me get some chicken. What the fuck's Brian doing? Ah, shit. And then he just like rushes It wasn't out. even an ah shit. He was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. All right. Onto our, let's go on to our baby faces, and um, uh, let me, uh, since since we're talking AEW, we'll use Blake as our WWE buffer, and I just want to go into Tony motherfucking Khan, and uh, y- you'll remember, especially Dylan, the fact that on this show multiple times we said, fuck, we gotta wait till double or nothing for the blow-off to FTR versus Bucks, this is gonna be so long, and uh, I can't remember, it was one of the Bucks that got interviewed. And they said, yeah, we wanted this to last an entire year. We wanted to push this out, push this out. And then Tony said no. <laughs> and Tony booked the match. So Tony's the reason we have the tag titles. So And now we're having and now we're having John versus John versus Kenny on the second instead of all the way in February. And I have to assume it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like But that was uh when that does long-term long- storytelling get too long-term? <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was one thing. But the main thing where Tony really... Because, like, when you look at Tony Khan, you expect a great wrestling mind, but not really much chutzpah to back it up. Because You and I little, see different things. He's a little nerdy boy. He looks like our little nerdy wrestle boy. But... Uh, apparently, Cody was talking about the uh, the unprotected chair shot spot with Sean Spears, and he was like, yeah, no, that was full on my fault. I told him to go in from the side and swing for the fences, and he fucking did it. <laughs> he did it, and my head got busted open. And he goes, I, I went backstage, I but I saw out of the corner of my eyes Moxley and Tony Khan ripping Spears to shreds. I had never seen that side of him, and I had never seen that side of Moxley's. Some days he says one word to you, other days he's talking your ear off. And uh, then he goes into the fact that, let me find the quote, because this is a secondary heel of the week from Cody. He he said the goal for the segment was to take chair shots to the head back for the boys, but in a safe manner. Cody, <laughs> Cody, you failed. You failed. He, sir. he did. He did fully admit that. He the thing is is that they did gimmick the chair. They one hundred percent. The dude, the dude filed the chair down to where it was basically like a a cookie sheet. It would make a loud noise and whatever. However. Due to Cody's 
not incompetence, but his lack of calculation in having Sean baseball swing this thing at him, (laughs) the bar in the back of the chair is what hit his head. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, uh, also, he... by the way, the man was fired. <laughs> the head of the uh, the uh, like whatever Cody described this department as magic, which is their props department. Oh no, he Apparently is he's magic. Got... He's magic now. He was head of props before. He got fired from that job and then put on this job. Probably because yeah. Cody was just like that. Was why are you firing him? That that chair was fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this is where Tony Khan has a little bit of Vince McMahon in him. Because, of course, like, Vince is like, I wouldn't make you do anything I wouldn't do. And he goes, the night before walking to that oceanfront center, or whatever it's called there in Daytona, fucking thanks for the respect there, Cody. It's a great venue. Tony Khan got adamant that Charlie hit him with the chair, and I was adamant that he was not hitting him with the chair. <laughs> Said, you're not taking a headshot. No, if you're going to take the shot, I want to take the headshot. I really appreciate it, but we're sanding it down. We can't dent it. it- <laughs> we get take one go shot. with this big man. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They might have found out the one fatal flaw in that chair shot. Cody yeah. also admitted that. <laughs> yeah, he's like this. I gained all. a <laughs> I gained a new respect for for Cody every time he's interviewed because I'm because you get you really get a sense that he is like just genuine in his good intentions for the company. He is pessimistic in like what he thinks they can accomplish just because you know uh, he is the son of Dust Dusty Rhodes who like has, was a part of several companies that failed. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, he seems he seems like a good dude until he wrestles, and then I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, B- Blakey T, onto your baby face. All right, I'll keep mine quick, but this is just a general love for a feud that I think is going to continue on ad infinitum that yeah. I am a-o fucking k with because it was great when it started. It was great now. And I hope that it stays great in the future. And that is the ongoing, on-again, off-again, Sasha Bailey feud. Because anytime those two share a ring together in, uh, I mean, in a big fight uh, kind of deal, or even just, like, even a blow-off after fight, um, they're going to fucking draw, and they're going to be fucking great. The um, Meltzer reported that the uh, the Sasha Bailey match... Um, from last week, it topped um, 2.5 million um, watchers. Like, that's the... Uh, blah, 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 blah. What's the word? Did I'm you just of? forget the word viewers real quick? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, 2.5 million viewers, which is the highest viewer count that any wrestling has had since a lot of these companies started going to crowdless arenas. Um, yeah. It is the most viewed segment ratings. That's also the word I was looking for. God. Highest ratings in months on a show doing a match that they already did on pay-per-view. And because it's Sasha Bailey, we all knew it was going to be great. So everybody still wanted to watch it. That's how much I love this feud. And I am 
for as much as I hated that Sasha didn't get much um, before this year and some of last year, it they're going like 90 miles an hour with her right now, and I'm really happy to see it. Uh, my favorite thing about this rival because like they've had some off nights they've had some off promos the matches have always been phenomenal except for the one where bailey was like i'm gonna just hit her with a chair in this one early if y'all don't <laughs> mind i gotta get home uh, but my favorite thing about this has just been the fit checks on all of them because holy shit Sha- sasha's been bringing it with like all of her attire in or like out of ring in ring she's getting it bailey's looking great yes fashionistas both of them i do love the idea that they're trying to outfashion each other oh no you can't beat sasha you can't beat sasha no no she'll come to the come to the ring looking like a uh looking like a fucking power ranger on their way to the met like fucking sasha can get it it's like uh when she came out for the contract signing before hell in a cell i'm like this woman is an actual queen she is real royalty <laughs> she is Actual, like, I would need to bow before this because I could never hope to reach that level of good in anything. We cannot keep being horny on main for Sasha King. Can you you simp somewhere else? Uh, No, I've actually used up all my simp credits, so that's about it. Um, But the the feud itself, ever since um, their feud in NXT, like, anytime Sasha and Bailey have gotten together... They always find a way to make money. Yeah, I still love that. I, I think I talked about it on the show, the call during that, where they were like, you know when they fought in NXT, that was just business. And I'm like, Sasha Banks made a child cry, Michael. If anything, this if anything, this match, this hell in a cell match is tame compared to NXT. It's like, you don't remember those days. I was in the trenches. <laughs> I was there. All right, Dylan, it's time, because this is really all of our baby face of the week. I just had to give it to someone. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Saturday was a great day. Great night. (laughs) Because, you know, there was non-wrestling stuff, and it was capped off by really good wrestling. AEW Full Gear was perhaps top to bottom the most complete card of the year in terms of quality. Because even when it was bad... It wasn't that bad. The opening uh, buy-in match between uh, Deeb and Allison K, very good. Showed off a lot yeah. from uh, from everybody involved. Very impressive. You know, uh, at this point, I would argue that the NWA Women's Title is really the women's title in AEW because <laughs> we see them more than we see Sheeta. <laughs> God damn! Uh, yeah, sh- the Sheeta match with. Uh, with Nyla Rose was good, was really good until the last minute. Then it just went to being okay. Vicky messed up that like trip up spot. Really, if you just had the thing where yeah, the fucking Sheeta lifts Nyla's head off the 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 ground and then just like finishes her, that probably would have been a better finish. But the match overall still really goddamn good. Still really yeah. solid. Like uh, it was a it was a good match. That was the that was a good match, and that was the worst match of the card, probably. <laughs> like yeah, like you I can't can say, that. say that about a WWE pay per view this year. Hell, I can't even say that about Wrestle Kingdom. I think. Hold on, 
I, I'm trying to remember Clash of Champions and if it had a stinker. Because I remember loving Clash of Champions. You didn't like the Raw match. There was a Raw match you hated. Well, I mean, it was Raw, so obviously. Oh, wait, hold on. Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. I don't even remember the fucking match, but I can tell you right now that was probably not good. Uh, John, John Silver is, like, just a star. He really is. Yep. That orange cast, that was that was great. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page rivaled FTR versus the Young Bucks as perhaps the best match of the night. And, like, given another five minutes, could have been match of the year. <laughs> that was how good the two of them were wrestling. That was how good the story was. FTR versus the Bucks was exactly what we thought it would be in terms of storytelling, match quality, the ending. I love. I loved the tributes to other tag teams exactly. from and, from their past. And who was paying tribute to what tag team? And the exactly the fact that that it was how uh, how the match and everything everything about it was done in a very good way, very well done way. The moment they hit meeting in the middle, I went, "Oh fuck, they're just doing it all." <laughs> and it was the fact that it was the fact that. Uh, Oh, the Dax had to, or I think Cash had to, like, look at Dax and be like, yeah, come on, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And he was just like, what the fuck? Oh, we're doing this. Okay, bam. <laughs> and then I, if you describe it to a non-wrestling fan, the fact that the finish, well, they lost because they went against their one didact, which is no flips, just fists. You see, they did a flip. And therefore, they immediately lost. It sounds dumb, but in the moment, you're like, Oh, fuck! They did it! They broke their one rule! It's like Batman murdering the Joker! <laughs> it's like, you did a flip! To be fair, um, that was a fucking perfect Springboard 450. I don't know <laughs> how else to tell you. That was, that was buck wild. The moment he went for this, I was just like, that is not, and he did it, and I was just like, I, like, as he was midair, I was like, that's fucking perfect. And then he hit the canvas, and I was just yeah. like, that's as well as you could take that bump, too fucking top guys indeed um it's like why why do you not do flips when you do them so good yeah and i know a lot of people wanted it to end with like more bang for your buck or a Meltzer driver but something about that desperation super kick at the last minute that was his silver bullet like that was all he had he broke his ankle on on dax's jaw or whoever was in the ring then pinned him one two three fucking Ace, it was perfect. Uh, the TNT title match with Darby Allen oh. uh, being being the man that just won't die or won't say die, uh, overcoming uh, overcoming Cody, really good. Cody continues to have the most outlandish entrances in the entire company. At this point, I expect him to come out with an entire like like brass band. Because that's the only way he can fit more fucking people into his entrance. And, like, I know a lot of people, like, I know some people are like, this was Darby's moment. Why would you have Taz ruin it? I'm like, no, because that, I think a lot about images in wrestling. Like, the image of CM Punk kissing Vince McMahon goodbye with the title. Like, I love those one-shot captured images. And just the captured image of Darby Allen with the TNT title beat to shit with face of TNT spray painted on the car and on his skateboard 
it was perfect. Like, that was like, yeah, that works. That looks great. That'd be ten times better than him just on a turnbuckle being like, I fucking did it. Like, it, it looked great. Alter, or elite deletion was Fuck. the most buck wild. Buck, that's it. It was just the most buck wild. We thought that after the Boneyard match and after fucking Bray Wyatt's Firefly, Fire, we thought we had we thought we had seen it all. Instead, Gangrel apparently had kidnapped Hurricane for two years. Yeah, long term <laughs> storytelling. Um, oh, fucking, and uh, Matt Hardy owns a monster truck. Owns a monster truck, two wrestling rings, and decided that the best way to fight that wrestling match was with fucking fireworks. Fireworks. <laughs> Matt Matt Hardy and fireworks is a combination that you just can't beat. And I love on uh, on Dynamite. He was like, "Look here, I made you a star in that match, Sammy. You looked phenomenal. Do not waste what I've given you." Meanwhile, I'm sitting back like. You put him in a fucking garbage can. You murdered him. We thought Literally. he was dead. Kefe murdered him. By the way, that yeah. was the that was the only part I didn't like. Was like, okay, I murdered this person. Bring in the trash can. You're just like, that's a dead body. That's <laughs> a dead body. I did. No I remorse didn't. for this. That's horrible. Matt Hardy is a horrifying human being. <laughs> he, yeah, I, absolute psychopath. No. <laughs> also, I'm starting to take on Scotty's dislike for Private Party. It's starting to rub off on me. Yeah, yeah, it's a little rough. Like, because he was like, "I'm going to call in backup," and it's it's one of these matches. So I'm sitting here like, "Oh, it's going to be some buck wild." Ah, fuck! It's just Private Party. Okay. That's who it is. That's fine. Okay. But I did like the ending. I loved the fact that at the end, it became just a pure violent wrestling match. At the end, he sealed everything off, left it to be just them, and then Hardy sought retribution for everything that Sammy Guevara had done to him. He speared him through the tables like he did at uh, All Out. He cracked him in the fucking skull with that steel chair. Everything Sammy did to Matt, Matt was like, well, I gotta do it back to you because that's how this works, I guess. It's like, this is, um... I mean, you know what? That's just how I'm gonna make it work. Uh, There's no lot. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna kill you. Matt... Matt, Matt, you don't understand. You're a man. That's a boy. You're beating a boy, Matt. Mm-hmm. You've beaten the boy. Yeah, don't care, though. Uh, and don't in, care about the in the main event. <clears throat> what happened in MJF versus Jericho? Because I know I watched it. I don't remember. I know it was good. I don't remember uh, it. So they... They actually had a pretty good match. Uh, Then Wardlow threw MGF the ring. He put it on. But Hagar threw Jericho his bat. That's right. And then then MGF flipped Jericho off and pulled a Guerrero and fell to the mat. That's right. And then used that, like, Jericho waving it off to get the one, two, three. Uh, I did forget about that match. That was serviceable for what it was. Anyway, on to the most violent thing you've seen this year. <laughs> oh, God. Um, hey, kids, you want to see a dead body? Hey, kids, do you want to do you want to see two people like maybe like you do you want to see a PG-13 death match? Maybe not even PG. We might we, we weren't hard R. It was a soft R rating on that. You want to see a man get choked out? 
with barbed wire over the arm that's choking. You want to see somebody wrap that barbed wire around their hand and do a back fist to somebody's neck? Do you want to see a man get thrown into thumbtacks, then have isopropic alcohol poured on those wounds? Yeah, that that's one of those things that is a little. It's like Legos in a death match, which. It seems goofy at first, but then you think about it like, oh, fuck, stepping on a Lego hurts. Imagine being body slammed onto it. Now it's imagine you have tons of tiny little scars all over your back and then someone just pours alcohol in each wound. It was so it was it was so good. It was such a good overall match. The storytelling of it, the emotion that Kingston showed afterwards yeah, the fact and that I he, do like that the King- fact that like he's been playing it up for days now. <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact that he's not doing a typical heel thing of like trying because like he had been making not making shit up but being like I was never eliminated from this I never tapped out which were all true and in this case it's like no that it's there it's undisputed what you have done so he, when he came out on Monday he was like yeah i said i quit fuck you he had barbed wire on his wrist what was i supposed to fucking do fuck you he's like yeah i never got i never got pinned never got submitted you know it's fine i did get fucking murdered though i did get is that your british eddie kingston yeah it's like british Ed, i guess fuck you <laughs> Brady kingston hello, everyone Bre- Brady. Uh, Bre- uh, kingston hello hello how are you doing evil family uh, fuck all right, we were going to discuss, uh, do a final discussion, but I feel like that was it. Um, but I will just say Chris Jericho isn't as cool as I used to think he was because he, he's had the weakest shot of Brandy episode in a while because everyone else is like, I'm going to make a fun mimosa. I'm going to make this. And then Jericho's like, I'm going to make vodka soda and spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> okay, Chris, <laughs> that's cool, bud. You're lame as shit. okay boomer that's not a problem i'm not i'm not mad at chris jericho for not being cool but it is kind of breaking my lifelong thought of he's a rock star and a pro wrestler this dude's fucking dope as shit oh wait he's just a normal person like the rest of us and his drink of choice is vodka soda (laughs) oh that's so fucking basic And I say that as just the person who does just drink straight whiskey with ice. Yeah. Jericho's a basic bitch, says Blake Tanner. Oh, fuck. What did you guys learn this week? Oh, I learned that I can't wait until they introduce Eddie Kingston's British cousin, Brady Kingston. Hello, hello. I will fight you too. I will see you likes to get choked out by Bobby more than ever. I well actually Blake, they did introduce his British cousin this week. Well, reintroduced him. His name is Pac. Have you met him? He's pretty cool. Bit of a bastard though. <laughs> Bit, of a Bit bastard, of a bastard. Though. Uh I I learned that Blake Tanner thinks Chris Jericho's a basic bitch. That's what I learned. Uh I learned that uh, sometimes a pay-per-view will live up to your expectations. Yep. Uh where can people find you on the internet? You can't. Yeah, you can find me at Blake. I don't. I don't want. I don't want you. I don't want your Twitter. Don't want your Twitter follows. Don't want your Instagram follows. You can't find me. I'm incognito. I'm out here in the ether. I'm watching you all be a fool, making fools you know of yourselves. 
Fuck it. I bet that me posting my Twitter on this fucking show is what got some, is what got me hacked last week and posted about shitty products. Ray-Bans. It was Ray-Bans. Ray-Bans. Oh, fuck. I actually own Ray-Bans. My fucking glasses are Ray-Bans. What the fuck? You basic bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, Dark Infinity on YouTube, BS Network, all that good shit. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and you could check out all the other programming at a load of PureBS.com, and please check out our YouTube channel. We rarely plug it, but there's J- our old show, JWF, is our, now has its own little thing over there. There's JWF, there's the Developmental Territory, JXT, and... Hopefully around Survivor Series, my uh, little my little daily reviews are going to be on video on our YouTube. So just search up Fight Boys, boys is spelled with a Z, and you can find us there. Subscribe, like, hit the bell. I don't fucking know. Nice. Uh, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters, from Mega Ran, by Mega Ran, with Mega Ran's love and support. Um, go check out Megaran. Give him all your love as well. He's got great music. Um, and, uh, make sure to give him a good old thumbs up and some money too. Brother Man's got him a PS5, and I'd love to have one of those as well. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. And as always, you can find us at a load of Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, join the Discord, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Leva Bates, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!